Sweet, Sweet Garbage is a podcast in which two women, Jenna Redding and Bailey Von Schneider, take a look back at some of their favorite garbage films and television. But why do they find themselves enamored with these types of films? Not only that, but why do we root for the problematic women as well? We love a good, crazy stalker, male or female. Why is Bailey okay with Penn Badgley stalking her? Why does Jenna want to single white female every person she meets? Can they be feminists and still enjoy these films? Let's find out. Welcome into the minds of sweet, sweet garbage. Welcome back to Sweet, Sweet Garbage. This week, we're going to be talking about the 1996 movie, No One Would Tell, and also the 2018 remake of the same name. Do you want to give a little synopsis? Yeah, so what the 1996 one is, shy 16-year-old Stacy Collins can't believe that the most popular guy in school, an attractive athlete named Bobby Tennyson, is interested in her. At first, she is flattered by his constant attention, but then he becomes possessive and jealous, telling her who she can speak to and what she can wear. Threats escalate into violence when Bobby thinks Stacy has stepped out of line. Soon she is walking on eggshells and living in fear. Having seen the telltale bruises, Stacy's best friend convinces her to break things off with Bobby. But in a moment of weakness, Stacy goes to meet him. Yeah. That sounds super ominous. Like, oh my god. So the 1996 one has DJ Tanner from Full House, Candace Cameron, and also Kevin Arnold from The Wonder Years, so Fred Savage. Yeah, so if you ever wanted, like, a DJ Tanner, like, a Kevin Arnold romance, this is is not the movie for you. Yeah, (laughs) it doesn't end very well. (laughs) And we will be uh, giving a little bit of a trigger warning on this one just because we will be delving into the fact that it is domestic abuse and it, especially in the remake, it gets really intense. Yes, absolutely. So what did you think of No One Would Tell? Alright, so I, this is honestly like one of my favorite Lifetime movies. Like I just, like I genuinely, in, like I can't say like, oh I enjoy a movie about abuse because that just sounds so odd to say, but I think it's because I feel like both of these movies do a pretty good job of like a realistic approach to abuse. So I find that, and I find that both of them are acted relatively well with the second one. I feel like the acting is really, really, really solid, especially for Lifetime in in the second movie. But in the first one, I mean, I think that Candace Cameron does a great job. Like, DJ always had that super like kind of innocent like feel to her but so I think Candace Cameron always played that really well and then in this I think she does like a superb job and as does like you know uh Fred Savage being like totally a suave babe that like it makes sense oh yeah no she would fall for he's him. a stud yeah I've never been like into snack, you know? <laughs> like a legit I've snack never been into Fred Savage I I feel like I miss the savage fever growing up And now he just, (laughs) I feel like I've caught it. I've caught the fever. (laughs) Like, I never, I think I was a little too young to really, like, be into him for a while. Because I was more of a, like, I would watch Boy Meets World. Yeah, same. Like, I yeah, I know 
Ben Savage. Like, yeah. Way more than I know anything with Friends Savage. Because, yeah, I, I know of the one years, like... But I I never saw it, really. I don't even know if I've seen an actual episode of The Wonder yeah. Years, But I was very aware of it. Right. And then I think... Um, yeah, and then before this, I'd really only seen Fred Savage in, like, The Princess Bride. Yeah. And... He and then he was in one episode of Boy Meets World where he played the creepy teacher oh that like God, touched yes. Topanga. Yeah, and then Ben Savage punches him in the face. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I wonder if you guys are like working through some stuff. <laughs> I've always I always wondered like when he had that can't like that cameo role on Boy Meets World that like I feel like Fred Savage and Ben Savage like have a strong familial like, face. So I'm like, was anybody be like, hmm, why does this new teacher kind of look like Corey? Huh. Huh. <laughs> so they kind of sound similar, too. They have, like, a very soft-spoken voice. And I think his, I think the voice especially worked really well at, for the character of Bobby that Fred Savage plays in No One Would Tell, because there is that, like, sweetness to him when you first meet him. Oh, yeah, I know. I, I remember, like, when, like, Jenna and I watched this together, because I had seen it, and she had never seen it before, and I remember, like, your reaction when he, like, comes over with the rose. You're oh, like, yeah. oh, my God. Oh, I died. God. I straight up died <laughs> i had like the same reaction that her friend does because they like walk into like a pizza place and he's there and he likes uh one of her his friends stops them and was like you're girls it's like wow well captain obvious yes they, they are girls and flirting in like, high school is real rough <laughs> yeah yeah and then he's like oh do you like it when guys give you flowers and then um like her friend nikki is trying to like play it cool because nikki also like low-key has a thing for this guy and then Candace Cameron's like, I do. Well, I would, you know. And then Fred Savage, like, comes over and talks to her and kind of, like, asks her out and then, like, gives her a flower. And just I'm takes just like, a rose out oh, of his pocket oh, that's just been hanging out there. And literally, me. I died. Because, <laughs> yeah. like, at this point, like, obviously, because you know what the movie's about, you know where it's going to go. But it, at this point, at least, you're like, damn, he is suave. He is cute. He, like, seems like he's really, like, that's the thing is that, like, he seems very attentive and he pays a lot of attention to her, but it becomes possessive. Right. And that's the thing I think I've noticed about a lot of the 90s Lifetime movies is that they always start with the murder, and then backtrack. Yeah, you're And very now I right. feel like with all these remakes, they, they're just starting off linearly and they, you know, yeah. then it escalates to the murder. And I think that works better. I don't know if that was just like a weird 90s convention where they're like, we have to like hook you. Yeah. We have to like show you that like, oh, I think it's, it's almost like, are they doing this for us to, you know, ha- not have that reaction of, oh, look how sweet he is because like we've seen how not sweet he is. But I still don't. It's like Fred Savage. No, I mean, I feel like I feel like if they had done it, um, if they had started from the beginning without seeing the murder first, I feel like it would have been more effective. Yeah, because I would have thought I was watching a completely different movie. Mm -hmm. And then when he starts getting like possessive, I would have been like, "Oh, this is weird. This This is is weird." So then, like the first time that he slaps her, it would have been fucking shocking. But then because you've already seen the murder, where you're like, you're like, it's gonna happen sometime. Oh yeah, you're like, this is gonna. (laughs) He's not gonna be this adorable, sweet guy. But what I really find really interesting about the Stacy relationship that she has with her mom is that her mom doesn't necessarily date abusive men, but she just dates dickheads. Like, her, like, fucking boyfriend is, like, honking the horn outside. Yeah. And then he gets pissed off, and he's like, did you not hear me, like, honking the horn? And I was like, oh, 
dude, step off. Or no, but also remember the first time he says anything to her, he comes into the room after she's, like, gotten ready, and she, he's like, oh, is that what you're gonna wear? Oh my god, yes. I'm like... I mean, it's better than the time she was gonna go out with him wearing her, like, work uniform. Yeah, it's like... <laughs> we were like, Babe, I'm like, are put you a wearing... little bit of fucking I'm attention like, are you into wearing this? that vest? Because, like, <laughs> Stacy's like, mom, you still have your name tag on. And I'm like, oh, this is literally what this woman, like, this is her work uniform, and she's gonna go out with this uniform? I was like, okay. I was like, all right. Strong choice. <laughs> but because the mom has these, like, really bad relationships, and Stacy sees them, and she even comments on it. So it's really interesting when Stacy herself gets involved with Bobby and has, like, this horrible relationship. She, like, turns her own blind eye to it. Right. But the thing is, it's, it's different because Bobby is very... He he is very nice to her, and he's very sweet to her most of the time. So that then when he lashes out and then, like, gets violent, she makes it her fault. Yeah. And, and it's so hard to watch. Yeah, and especially the first time that it gets, or he really, like, the first time it's anger. Like, you know, he they're, like, studying, and he, like, kind of pushes her up, like, a little bit against like the bookcase but then he like immediately apologizes and at this point they've been dating for a month and there's been at least in her mind no red flags of anything that he has done so like this came out of left field and like it would make you believe that stacy would believe that oh okay maybe this is just literally a one-time thing and like we know from like from knowing, like, uh, how abuse works, that it's clearly not a one-time thing. But, like, when you're 16 and you're like, oh, all my boyfriend wants to do is spend time with me alone. And he got a little angry and he pushed me. And it's like, okay, this is never going to happen again. So that's why she so easily forgives him that first time. And then the second time, she actually gets, like, physically hurt. He didn't actually like cause it she ended up tripping but she was chasing after him after he was acting crazy because like her friend finds like love poems and they're like oh we need to read this and bobby like snatches it up and like runs away and she chases after him and that's when she gets physically injured for the first time so then she probably also just like in her own mind thinks oh i i actually caused this Right. You know, and then it really does where he just starts, like, slapping her and beating her. Yeah. But, yeah, it, like, escalates in such an intriguing way that it does make Stacy believe that, like, oh, these first two incidents were, were my fault. Right. And then there is the thing she keeps saying where it's, um, she's saying, you know, maybe if I loved him better. And oh. that, the first time oh. she said that, I, I was so mad. I got so angry. Honestly, watching these two movies, I I was ready to like start fights. I was so Just some random people be like, "Oh, you looking at me weirdly?" I'm a, I'm a, like, I'm going. Yeah, out, you know? yeah. And I love how it's national. Like we're recording this on National Women's Day, and we're talking about two women in these two films getting savagely murdered, like beaten to the point of murder and it's just like oh my god what a topic today we chose (laughs) but what i did find interesting about the remake was that it was written by a woman and directed by a woman and when you watch the remake there's something so much more visceral and so much more 
It's so hard to watch. I there were a couple times I had to stop it and yeah. you know, like the, go get water. The go. remake feels very real. And I think that's why I think I really like the remake is because they're not afraid to be like, This is abuse. Look at what can happen to someone that gets caught up in this. Right. Like, it's so, like, she does, like, uh, in the 2018 one, Stacy becomes Sarah, which is kind of interesting because the mother has the same name in both. The mom's Laura Collins in both movies. Um, and then, <laughs> like, yes, yeah, Stacy becomes Sarah, and then Bobby becomes Rob. Whoa. Like, you know, <laughs> and the friend stays the same. She's Nikki. So it's interesting that, like, slight name changes well i wonder because this is also based on a real incident Mm -hmm. this one um in massachusetts it was like a 16 year old boy murdered his 14 year old girlfriend so i wonder i wonder if it was the same like if they changed the the names to be more similar or But, I mean, I feel like it's kind of arbitrary. Like, yeah, that's, or just Bobby always goes to Rob. Is it like, oh, nobody's called Bobby anymore? I'm like, I know a Bobby. <laughs> He's in his late 20s and still goes by Bobby. So it's not as if Bobby is, like, somehow a kid's name. No, but I feel like Rob, like the name Rob gives off, like, douchebag vibes. Yeah, and, like, it does. <laughs> this, this, this Rob is not like Fred Savage at all. He, like, comes off, like, aggressive and cold, like, so early on. I feel like he never does anything for Sarah, like, the way that um, Bobby did things for Stacy. Like, he at least, like, shows affection, whereas I feel like Rob is, like, a complete sociopath. Right. But I felt like what was about the remake that was an interesting change was, you know, he was a, he was a newer kid, but he was an athlete. Mm-hmm. He was still an athlete. Yeah, still a wrestler, so, like, the whole theme of wrestling stayed. Well, just, like, that aggro... Ness yeah, the, like, of wrestlers. super, like, homoerotic, like, wrestling. And I'm just like, hmm, okay, this is interesting. But also, yeah. it's, it is funny, because I think, like, the, the guy I was obsessed with in high school was a wrestler. In high school, wrestling was the only sport that my high school was good at. Like, all of the other, so, like, I, like, went to high school weirdly in a town that cared so much about sports, but outside of wrestling, they sucked at sports. (laughs) So it's like, yeah, sports this, sports that. I'm like, you guys are terrible, except the wrestlers were state champions for, like, a couple of years. So, like, wrestling was the only, like, really, really, like, high-level sport in my high school. So I get it. That's interesting. I feel like my, my high school, we were just very, like, I don't think we were ever, like, particularly amazing at sports. Like, we would go to, like... I feel like we would win a lot, but I don't remember us being, like, champions or anything. Like, I yeah. don't... I mean, I don't really, know. I yeah. also wasn't paying attention, yeah, so... I would have won every state championship. <laughs> well, why not? And then Jenna would have been like, oh, cool. Like, <laughs> yeah, neat. You I look- went to I went to a Shakespeare festival last month, guys. You want to you wanna talk <laughs> about that? that. <laughs> you would have been Stacy reading, like, the love book and the, like taking the man like is your man like ready to take the next level test on in like a magazine that's like what Stacy does when like she's at she, the game at right? the game when she's <laughs> not like pining over Bobby like you know <laughs> and what I found really interesting between Sarah and Stacy is that Sarah is like uber confident mm-hmm. like there's a confidence level to Sarah that's like incredibly interesting whereas like Stacy pretty much like anything that like 
Like, all right, so there's the the first time that Bobby Rob gets the catches the eye of like Sarah and Stacy is at a wrestling match, and the first time what happens is that like Stay they know Stacy's friends know that she's liked Bobby, so she's liked Bobby for like two years. So like since her like freshman year of high school, she's just like been in love with him, but of course has never talked to him. So after he like wins the wrestling match, her two friends scream like. A nice body! And then they sit down and she's still standing and he like looks over and smiles. Yeah. And I was, and like that's how he catches her eye, but like it's completely by chance and it's like her friends doing it for her versus in the remake. Oh my god, it's legit nerdy and ridiculous. Is that like the guy. After, like, Rob wins the match, the, like, his opponent won't shake hands, and, like, <laughs> sorry, it's ridiculous. Sarah, like, stands up, and she's like, learn some manners, nerf herder. And then, like, everybody <laughs> oh starts, like, clapping, and I was like, wait, really? Like, people are thinking this is cool, she's, like, Star Wars referencing it, and then Rob thinks it's cool, and then he stalks her to a house. That kind of maybe should have been the first red flag. Right? He, yeah, like, I know, because he wasn't... You live. <laughs> He like he was never charming. No, it was he so wasn't. interesting. Is like he just he comes off as just kind of a creep right yeah, off the bat. Stacy liking Bobby honestly made sense to me, especially oh, yeah. in the beginning. I I would have been so afraid and susceptible to this shit. Like yeah, I like absolutely. if the hottest guy, like most popular guy, like brings me a rose and I'm 16 years old and I have pretty much zero experience with guys, I probably would have just like cream my jeans. Yeah, <laughs> like, I just lost my mind. Like I would not know what to do versus you know it's like this just odd dynamic between. I really think they leaned into the fact that the Sarah character in the remake, yeah, is very much. She seems like a nerd. She doesn't yeah, seem she... like she's very like you know. And there's nothing wrong with that, obviously. But no, it gives her an extra like layer. Yeah, exactly. Of characterization for sure. And then the thing though is that like then it's like oh wow this this athlete's paying attention to me. Like, and then she's just like, oh, I'm not going to pay attention to the fact that he's kind of a creep. Yeah, and and she, it's weird that, like, she, like, again, it comes down to I understand Stacy liking Bobby. I, for the entire time I watched the remake, I never once understood why Sarah was, like, fighting for Rob. Because he never really showed her affection he okay cool like did he even buy her like gifts like not like well the thing is yeah every time bobby would mess up yeah with stacy he would give her like a necklace or yeah or roses he was at least like romantic before you know it started to progressively get violent i just never found that like rob did anything that made Sarah be like, made Sarah swoon. Like, I was swooning hard for Fred Savage (laughs) in the beginning of, like, the first one, you know? Like, I get it. I got it. I was like, oh, I'm here. I never even, like, I didn't find, it's not, like, of course, like, the the, the person that plays Rob is, like, objectively good-looking. Like, it's not that he's not. But, I don't know, there was just, like, since there's this, like, intensity and this, like, coldness behind his eyes... I would have just been so off-put. Like, so I never really understood, right. like, Sarah. And Sarah goes after him. She's like, I really like him. Like, I want I want this to work. And I was just, I mystified by it, really. Yeah. I feel like if they had maybe gone into more about it being about status, you know, like, it's like, oh, I'm dating an athlete. Oh, this is a popular guy. If they had maybe delved into that, it would have made a little bit more sense. Yeah. I think because, um... 
Again, it was a weird choice to have him be a newer student. And I guess, like, they did that because it is... That was one thing in the original is, like, he's... They've been going to school together. They know each other. It's kind of... It was a little bit of a leap for people to believe that he was so abusive because he's dated other girls before. They talk about that. Yeah, and they were like... Or, like, the whole thing was like... And what got me is that, like people kind of knew that Bobby was abusive to his other girlfriends and they were just like, oh, okay, it's cool. Like, even, like, there's a character that's Bobby's cousin in the first one that doesn't exist in the second one. And she was like, oh, yeah, like, I remember when he hit his old girlfriend and I was like, you never for once thought to be like, oh, by the way, Stacy, Bobby's a fucking violent asshole. Like, he right. his other... Maybe you should not date him. And, like... And I guess that comes with the whole, like, no one would tell. No one would tell that this man is an abusive piece right. of shit. You know? And, yeah, and then there was the other girl... The girlfriend that... that it, well, it, it's probably the same ex-girlfriend, but the one that moved away just to get away from him. Mm-hmm. They yes. talk about that. That was in the first movie. Yeah. Although in the second movie, there was, like... It was, like, the neighbor, right? Or yeah, someone who dated... At, at the, like... Yeah, over the summer at the lake house. And I remember... It's Rob's friend says, oh, yeah, they just, like, she moved away. But, like, nobody, like, knew why. It wasn't like, oh, yeah, well, we saw, like, Rob punch her in the face. And, like, that's why they're not dating. They were just like, oh, yeah, they just, like, broke up. And it was like a summer fling. Whereas, like, in the movie, we see Nikki, who is the best friend of Sarah, like, see this girl come out and she's, like, setting up a boat and Nikki's, like, waves to her and the girl, the girl, like, waves back and smiles and then, like, her face drops and she, like, runs away and Nikki's like, what the fuck? And then you see Rob is, like, right behind her. Rob is, like, standing right behind Nikki. And it's, like, it gave you, like, the chill. Oh, no. I I literally, like, my heart dropped into my butt. Like, I was so... (laughs) I was like, girl, get away from this guy. Yeah, and I think I really like the Nikki character. I like Nikki in both of the movies, but I think the Nikki in the remake is so important because she just honestly is the one that is like saying he is a creep he's like abusive you don't deserve this whereas I felt like Nikki in the first one outside of like at the dance when uh she's like he doesn't love you I I love this line she's like he doesn't love you I don't even think he likes you yeah I was like oh man that's a good line that's such a good line good on you lifetime and it's so real um so there's, like, that sequence, but also, like, he gets jealous because he, like, sees her with a guy and just, like, pulls her by the arm out and, like, throws her, like, in his truck. Whereas in the remake, he straight up, like, punches her in the face at the dance. No, it was something, yeah, it was, it, it was almost like he, like, jumped up and, like, it was like a fucking falcon yeah. crest. I was... And then, like, Nikki's, like, boyfriend, who is also Rob's friend, is like, whoa, get, like, you need to get the fuck out of here. Yeah. And, like, that's, like, the moment where, like, Sarah doesn't go with him whereas like at the dance in the first one um Stacy goes with him because at least at this point he didn't like punch her in the face right like you know yeah like you know whereas like yeah like he like at that point that's when that's the point in the remake where I'm pretty sure Sarah's like yeah we're done right at this point well because I think something happened at the dance in the first movie the one with where does it? He she gets a bloody nose. She does at get the, a bloody nose, but I don't think. It, well, I, I don't think you see the slap because literally you. Just oh, we see them. hear a slap. Yeah, that's and it's what not it was. as if like a slap and a like both are awful, but like yeah, she she he. It never, was off. It was off screen. It was. Like you don't see it. It's true. Like you didn't. 
And it was interesting because in the first one, he we at least don't see him, like, close fist hit her. He, it's usually a slap, and it's not as if, like, that's not worse. It's just as bad. But it's so interesting that in the remake, he's, like, closed fist punching her in the face. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, my God. No. Well, yeah, I think it's very much implied in the first movie because there is that thing where she finally, like, where she's at her friend's house and she's taking the shower. Yes. And she just, like, you, you see, see all, all the, the bruises. bruises. Yeah. And, but, like, like that, that's, that scene is so... So powerful. It is. I, I, I had a little bit of a problem with it just because I, I felt like it was a little exploitative. Because it is. The second one really was because uh, it brings in Nikki where they're like then taking like pictures on her, her on her phone, which is like also good because they're like using this for evidence. Right. You know, to because at that point they were like, yeah, oh my God, the, the whole aspect of I don't want to ruin his life came up and I was like, oh, fucking eat me yeah no do it oh god and nikki was like nikki was like that's why i really 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 liked nikki in the second one because she's just there like they take these pictures nikki knows 100 percent what's happening and she's like and i remember sarah's like well the one person that he really really trusts is his wrestling coach we should tell him and they're like ready to do that and isn't like the hot girl that is, like, obsessed with Rob, isn't she, like, see her? And then through that, Sarah was like, I can't ruin his life. And then Nikki's like, what the, like, what the fuck? And then, of course, Nikki at that point is like, I need to, like, be supportive of my friend, you know? But Nikki knows that they need to tell. Yeah. And that's the thing, it is in both movies how they both, you see how hard it is to be the friend who's just trying to get your... Yes. It's like you're seeing someone you care about so much being hurt, and nothing you say is getting through to them. Yeah. And that's so... It's so heartbreaking. Yeah. And I remember you you brought up a, a really interesting point when you had said, it's like this girl is putting up with so much abuse in, in the second one because it's like... There is that whole, like, oh, the cute, like, older wrestler, like, wants me. So it's like, and I may be the, I may be the, like, she, she's not in any way fat. But she, that's what I really liked about the second movie, too, is that she looked like a normal girl. Right. Like, she had curves. And, of course, there's that, oh, there's that scene where he's, like, gets her a dress. Oh. 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 So, yes, there is a part where he gets her a dress and it doesn't fit her. It also doesn't fit her on the titties. And yeah. if that has nothing to do with, like, being two girls with titties, that has nothing to do with you being fat anywhere. It literally is not going to fit her in her titties. Yeah. Like, that's what it was. Nothing to do with being fat. But then he, he suggests, you know, because he's being a helpful boyfriend, oh. he's just like, oh, well, maybe you could lose a little bit of weight before the dance. Yeah. He's and like, I oh, you'll, was, you'll fit into it. It's like, oh, God. I was like, I'm on the war path. I was yeah. about to go get a stick. Yeah. Cause, <laughs> um, yeah, Jenna watched the, we watched the first one together and Jenna watched the, the remake and I watched By Yourself and I watched the remake with our friend Paula and Paula was the, the comment being like, like when he said that fat comment, she was like, ooh, and she's like, it's the titties. It's the titties. And I was like, it really is the titties. But yeah, that was like the, that was the scene that like when we were watching it, Paula was like, oh no. And I was like, Bite? Yeah, no, exactly. Because it's so biting. That line is so biting and it's so real. Like, oh my God. And then you just think, because like that's the really interesting thing with the second one is that a lot of Rob's abuse is also like psychological. Yeah. 
Like, and I felt like within the first one, I never thought that Bobby ever, like, he did the whole, like, oh, nobody wants you but me. I was like, it's freaking Candace Cameron. Like, plenty of <laughs> people are going to be wanting to get Like, she looks like Candace Cameron. She's totally fine. You know? <laughs> and I remember, like, in the, this is funny just because, like, 1996's, like, style is so awful that there's this scene where they're, like, the locker room talk. And, like, one of, like, Bobby's friends, like, oh, yeah, I'd be pumping, man, if my girl looked like yours. And he's, like, what are you talking about? He's, like, I saw your girlfriend today, man. She looking fine. And then they, like, cut to her. Literally, she has a shirt, like, up to her neck that's showing, like, zero cleavage. And all she's doing is wearing, like, a kind of short skirt. And I'm, like, this is, like, 1996 revealing? Yeah. Well, I feel like mini skirts were, like, a big thing. Yeah. Back then. But, like, she was also wearing his varsity jacket. Jacket, too. So you literally couldn't see. Like, you could maybe see from, like, the knees. De- like, it was, it was yeah. like, barely. It was, like, almost to her knees. So, like, a little bit of thigh. Literally all she's showing is, like, a little bit of thigh. And then he's, like, he. this is one of his big fucking yeah. freakouts. Well, this is the this is the first time it's, like, a real freakout. Yes. Because he, um, he's, you know, gives her the track pants or something. And he's, yeah. like, you have to wear this. Like, blah, blah, blah. And then she does it but she but she's chasing after him and then he throws her into the locker and like everybody sees it though the fucking wrestling coach sees it and he's just like hey save that save that energy for the for the team yeah like don't abuse your girlfriend like abuse the person that just grapple these dudes and then i remember he was like he said a, a, a line that he was like oh, is this an issue? Am I going to have to report this? Am I going to... Yes, you're going to have to report this. It's like, you should have reported it. You just saw him throw his girlfriend against a brick wall. Like, a solid... Like, it it was just insane. It's insane just the amount... Because that's the thing is, like, I feel that in the first one, he does... Like, I don't know. He does it... Like, there's just too many blind eyes in the first one. The first one was, like, a no one would tell type thing. Whereas I felt in the sequel especially with Nikki like Nikki was like this is a problem right yeah I feel like I yeah I feel like they should have brought a little bit more of that into the remake since they were remaking it it still has the same name but because it's called no one would tell because literally everyone knew Mm -hmm. everybody was just kind of just dealing with it and they're like oh maybe if we don't talk about it it'll stop and both both movies, like, show the, the trial because, like, well, both of these movies end with Rob, Bobby murdering Sarah and uh, Stacy. So then there's a trial where Bobby's on trial. And I remember in the first one, like, the, the quote-unquote hot girl that liked Bobby was like, well, yeah, you know, if she just, like, didn't make him mad. I was like, I was bitch. shocked. I... I wish I couldn't, like, I couldn't oh, so speak. she's just supposed to walk on eggshells for her entire life. Right. Yeah. And that was the thing in the second one. I feel like in the in the remake, that was like a lot of what Sarah did. Sarah was like, well, if I just don't make him angry, like if I don't do this, I don't do that, like we're going to live harmoniously. It's like, no, that's and, not how oh. it works. And then like 1996 versus like 2018 and 1996, the whole like, because the phone is a big thing. And in 1996, he's like, I'd like you to be home when I call. Yeah. And in the 2018 one, is he, like, FaceTimes her, and, like, she picks up, and he's, like, he's also, like, pumping, like, iron, being, like, oh, I'm gonna talk to you while I'm, like, doing curls, like, Gross. fucking douche. And then, and then he's all, like, ooh, got it on the first ring, that's what I like to see. And I'm, like, 
Oh, yeah. Oh, gross. You know, I know. A lot of, lot of old gross moments within yes. within this these two movies. Another part that I liked was uh, Shannon Doherty plays the mom in the second one, and I've always loved Shannon Doherty. I'm a big 90210 fan. Um, Brenda and Dylan Forever, you know. Um, <laughs> uh, so I, I'm a pretty big fan of her. I always thought that she was really great on the show. I remember when they did like the Lifetime unauthorized thing, <laughs> they were always like, oh yeah, Shannon does this, Shannon does that. And then I remember one of the producers being like, she's the only one that shows up that knows all her lines, and that can pretty much act. Like, I just remember, they're like, we're going to put up with whatever bullshit she does because she's great at her job. And I was like, I kind of like that, though. This is like, Shannon Dory's just great at her job, so people will put up with anything. But it's like, it is, she does get fired from basically every show she yeah. ever does. Which sucks, because I, I think she is... She's, I think she's really solid, and I really like that the mom has a bigger role. Yeah. Uh, in the first one, it's played by Michelle Phillips from The Mamas and the Papas, and she really doesn't have that substantial of a role, whereas Shannon Doherty takes a major role in this movie, yeah. which I liked a lot. Yeah, no, I thought the mom was a lot more... There's a lot more behind her, and I really yeah. like that. She has the whole, like... She doesn't really date men that are shitty to her. Like, the first one, she just dates a lot of men because she even says at one point, she's like, there are some people that are okay with being alone and there are some people that want a partner in life. And she's like, I'm that person that I really want a partner. So she's just been seeking out a partner, especially we also find out that Sarah's dad, we don't know much about it, but clearly he wasn't, like, a great guy. Because, like, I just remember when she's like, oh, like, even dad? And she's like, oh, my God, like, yes. (laughs) You know, like, I was even with your dad just because I couldn't be alone. So she, like, sort of has her own issues where it's like she's the kind of person and that can't really not be in a relationship, which is interesting. So, like, when... And she has these one-on-one talks with Sarah that I think are really interesting. I remember when, like, Sarah sort of questions the relationship in the beginning, saying, like, he's acting in a certain way, and it's not that the mom is, like oh, he's just doing that. Like, of course, she's not believing that, like, he's abusing her. So she's like, oh, yeah, he's, like, he's 18. He's probably a little jealous of, like, this person. He's probably doing this. Like, he probably doesn't want to lose you. So she's saying the right things, but the wrong things. For this particular relationship, exactly. obviously. Yeah. And and it's, a very, it's an interesting... So, like, Sarah is the kind of person that can open up to her mom. They do have multiple conversations like that that I thought was really interesting, whereas I feel like Stacy doesn't have that kind of an open relationship with her mom in the, in, the re, in the first one. Yeah, in the first one, she's always kind of criticizing her mother yeah. because of the relationship she's in. And... You know, even though she's in a bad place with Bobby, she's like, well, you know, when when I when I behave, he treats me nicely. No matter what you do, your boyfriend's a dick. Yeah. You know, and it's it's so weird because, again, when you're like 15, 16, you think, you know, everything. Oh, of course. You don't know shit. Like, it's like I'm an adult and it's like, no, you're not. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, so you believe that you can criticize your mom's relationship because you believe that you're in the perfect relationship when, in fact, you are in the worst, the worst relationship. relationship. Yeah. Uh, what, I, what I also think is interesting between the two movies is the class structure of Bobby and Rob, whereas he's, Bobby's pretty much poor in the first one, and he has, like, kind of a, an absentee father and an alcoholic mom, whereas in the second one... 
he's like, Rob is like super wealthy. He has like two parents. They're like expecting him to go to like Harvard. Like this is just like, so it's so interesting when you just have these completely different like class looking at things. And like Bobby doesn't want Stacy to meet his mom because he's like embarrassed. And like, it's not as if like, of it, it shows that there's a cycle of abuse within Bobby's world like he talks about how his mom used to be abused by his dad he himself was probably abused yeah. so it's of course none of this is like anything that would ever you know excuse anything but there's an understanding of the cycle of abuse versus right. in in Rob's case I don't think there's a cycle of abuse so I think it just shows more of you know Rob maybe being like a socio-psychopath versus somebody that was abused and is like, sort of showing affection and, like, showing control in a way that he learned right. Bobby firsthand. So it gives just different characterizations to Rob and Bobby. Yes. Yeah. Because, yeah, you, when Bobby is talking about growing up and seeing his dad beat up his mom yeah. and then how his mom became an alcoholic, you can you can sympathize a little bit because you're like, Oh, so you've been seeing this since you were, you know, probably four, three, four years old. Yeah. And, like, you you think you're not going to be like your dad because you are affectionate and you are doing stuff. You're not a drunk. He talks about his dad also being a drunk. Yeah. And so um, he's like, well, in his mind, he probably thinks, like, oh, yeah, I get a little angry sometimes, but, like, I truly love you. Yeah, yeah, I believe that Bobby believes that he loves her, whereas I never believed that Rob believed that he loved Sarah. Right. It was all about, it's all about power and control for Rob, whereas there is power and control for Bobby, but I think because he brings in those romantic moments, I think that he does believe that he he truly does love Stacy. Yeah. For the first movie, for the 1996 one, I would say my batshit moment would be when, um, actually, it probably was when, right before he murdered her, like, before he, like, when they're in the house. Oh, yeah. And he's talking to that girl, and, like, you see that it's premeditated, because he's like, hey, so if anybody asks, like, Stacy stormed out and left, and we haven't seen her. And then he kisses that yeah, girl. Yeah. I remember Again, being like, yeah. what the fuck? He knows what he's doing. Yeah, but I'm just like, holy shit. So, like, he like he takes a knife. He knows he's going to do it, basically. Yeah. And I think, like, at that moment, I was like, holy smokes. Like, what? I don't. Like, I, yeah. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, because there's a, a little difference in the the murder of Stacy and Sarah in the first one. He, like, slits her throat, which is just, like... Crazy. And in the second one, he, like, chokes her out, which is, like, just different, you know, just completely different ways of, like, you know, there's, like, the, the real intimate nature of, like, literally choking someone to death. And then, yeah, whereas, like, maybe you believe that it wasn't premeditated with the whole Rob situation. Right, just because, like, it is, like, almost, like something clicked in his mind and he just, like, blacked out. Yeah, because I think in the first one, too, and I'm not sure if he said it in the second one, but in the first one, he met, he says the whole, if I can't have you, nobody can. Right. And then, like, Well, don't, in that one, yeah, yeah, that's right. Oh, my God. <sighs> and I don't know, I don't recall if he said those exact words in the second one, because I don't believe that he was 
Yeah, where the first one, I feel like it's 100% premeditated. But in the second one, I really don't think so. I don't think he, like, took her to his lake house to, like, kill her. Also, the fact is, in the first one, he straight up 100% has a witness. Whereas in, like, the second... Remember his, like, friend is in the truck? Yeah. And it's, like, I was just, like, holy shit. Whereas in the second one, his friend is in the truck, but his friend is, like, wasted. And, like, kind of is in and out and, like... Like, isn't... It, like, wouldn't really be a credible witness. Because yeah. they... Yeah, they didn't know what was really going on. Yeah, so he's, like, okay, she's missing. I remember going there, but, like, I don't remember him, like, doing this. I don't, like... So, like, he kind of... Like, it's just, like, in fragments. So, and he's trying to piece it together. Yes. Versus, like, the first the, the first one, the kid's, like, completely just there. He's just, just like, there. And he's there. just, like... And then he's, like, man, what did you just do? He's, I'm, like, he just fucking killed his girlfriend. Yeah, like, come and on. <laughs> then in both of them, he not only, like, kills her, but then he, like, straight up, like... And, like, there's some, like, foreshadowing because, like, when they fight in the second one um, at the lake house, there's, like, the top covering something, and he, like, literally wraps her in the top and then, like, throws her in the lake. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, my God. So, like, he took the... Not only did he kill her, but then he, like, took the time to, like, terribly like, dispose to, like, of the hide, body. Yeah, like, try to hide it, for sure. Yeah. And then, yeah, he, of course, gets convicted of it in both of them. And then um, Mira Servino is... <laughs> is the judge in the second one. And also, well, in the first one, the judge was Sally Jesse Raphael. Yes. Very hot, very hot for 1996. Yeah. And she's just like, you know, so the judge gives this like long speech about, it's like, if you see something, say something. Oh, dude, she like shamed the shit out of everybody in the first one. Yeah. She's like, Stacy died because of you all. Yeah. You know, whereas in the second one, Mira Sorvino is sort of like, she gives the statistics about how, you know, like, these many people die in the Iraq war. Oh, you think that's a lot of people? This is how many women die by abuse yearly. And it's yeah. like, it, and it's just crazy. It was shocking. It was, and yeah. the number, it was such a high number. Yeah, and you're just like, holy shit. And how just domestic abuse is just, like, terrifying. Yeah. And, and it's so real. And that's why I think, it's like, it's so weird to say I like these movies, but I, I appreciate how raw and real yeah. Especially in the second one. I give Lifetime, like, a lot of credit for... Like, I feel like Lifetime's been... Of course, they'll do that, like, you know, you know, with the whole, like, oh, guy murders his wife and three children. We're like, we've got to totally exploit this. But then I feel like for every one of those ridiculously exploitive movies, they have really, really interesting topics that I think they handle really well and I think that they did a really really good job with the remake of No One Would Tell. Yeah I do too. I mean I didn't I would not say that I like this movie. In fact I might hate it but it's because it made me so angry. You know what I mean? It it did everything it was supposed to do. It was supposed to make you feel like I remember like the scene where Nikki is like taking the pictures of her and Nikki is seeing what she looks like for the first time. Again, credit to the acting. I thought the acting was really, really solid in the second one. And that scene especially, because it made you feel uncomfortable and it's supposed to make you feel uncomfortable. And you're seeing how uncomfortable Nikki is. And you're seeing how like Nikki's trying to take these pictures without like breaking down. Right. You know, and I'm just like, oh my God. And then just 
in the end, uh, when you first meet Nikki, she, like, does the whole, like, Clarissa explains it all, like, na- next door neighbor, like, climbs in through, like, the window. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, this is very, like, Clarissa explains it all. So she, like, climbs in through the window. And at the end of the movie, she climbs in through the window again, but it's um, Shannon Doherty sitting on Sarah's bed, like, hugging um, one of the, you know, teddy bears that Sarah had. And, like, we, we, we know Sarah's dead. And it's just like, oh, my God. That, like, last, that final image in the second one just was like, oh, it was oh heartbreaking. my God. Yeah. But for, for me, batshit wise, I'm trying to think, I think it might be the batshit in the second one when he just like straight closed fist punches her at the dance. I was just like, holy shit. Yeah. No, I would say that yeah. was definitely it for the second. In the movie. first one, I'm just trying to think. Because the first one definitely also has like campier moments too. It's got to like it a little too. bit of a cheesecake feel to it for yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that feels very much like movie of the week, like 90s, 90s yeah. for, sh- for sure. <laughs> Um, so I'm trying to think, was there anything, like, ridiculous in the first one where I was just like, oh my god, like, that, that, you did that movie? Like, the bad shit in the first one might be when he, like, straight up throws her against the wall and, like, the entire wrestling team sees it. And yeah. I remember there's one, there's literally only one dude that looks concerned. There's, like, a big buff guy, and I think it might be the one that was like, oh yeah, your girlfriend's looking fine. I think it's that same guy, and he kind of was like, he looked concerned. But at the same oh. time, it's kind of like, well, if nobody else is speaking up, am I going to be the first one to be like, oh, Bobby Tennyson beats his girlfriend? Yeah. I would say that I think both of these movies, firmly for me, are probably garbage. Not like... And not because I don't like them. It's more like, it's, because it's not like, it's, they're not, like, these weren't fun watches. Yeah, it's so hard to say that you like this movie. It was, like, like both of these movies, like, very, very difficult to say that. Yeah. And so I'd say, like, but they were both, like, very, they both had important things to say, yes. and I appreciate both of them, but these, these are not movies that I would find, like, that. this was not a fun watch. Yeah. You're not like, it's not like that movie that you're going to be like, oh yeah, I'm going to go see this movie like 58 times. Yeah. Like, no, I've probably like, hit my limit. <laughs> yeah. You're like, oh, okay, I saw it. I saw it once and I'll move on. And it, it left the, the message that it was supposed to. So I would probably say for me that they're both garbage films too, because it's hard to truly be like, oh, I enjoyed this movie so much. Uh, but again, I, I just, if garbage feels wrong though at the same time because of I think both of these movies are very important, and I think that they do an eloquent job of yes. showing just how scary an abusive relationship can be. Right. I guess, so with this ranking, though, when I say garbage, I don't mean they're bad films. Yes. It's more that, like, it's not hot garbage because it's not, it's, they're both very well made. They're very competently done. They're well acted. Yeah. But they're not sweet garbage or sweet, sweet garbage, because, like, I don't know that I would ever watch this again. Yeah, it's not, like, like, I feel like sweet garbage, sweet, sweet garbage are, like, the ones that are, like, super fun, and we're, like, yeah, we, we love watching, like, these things, and we you know. want to watch it. Like, we watch Fear a million times, and, you know, and we enjoy it every time, even though, <laughs> you know, some people think the movie is completely terrible. Yeah, it's not a great movie, but it's super fucking fun to watch. Yeah, it's sweet garbage. <laughs> yeah, so that's, with this, is, like, neither of these movies are fun to watch, but they're both very important. Yeah, I'm glad. Th- I'm glad they exist. Yes, the and cautionary tales. Yes, much. cautionary ta- tales. That's exactly the way to describe it for sure. Yeah. yeah well, uh, yeah. This one has been a little heavier for sure. 
Um, I think it's less a little bit of fun, but I think like really important. I like the conversation that we've, we had about both of these movies. Um, I, I do recommend seeing them if you haven't seen them again, it would probably just be a, a one, a one time watch, but I, I would, I would recommend, uh, exploring both of these films if you have the chance. And we did just want to, because it is, um, such a heavy topic on domestic abuse and just you know, that everything is of that nature that we did just want to say if there's anybody out there listening and if you're in this sort of situation, there are hotlines. There is the National Domestic Violence Hotline. You have resources. You have people that you can talk to. And so just reach out if you need that help. The actual phone number for that uh, is 1-800-799-7233. And it's the hotline.org. Yeah, because unfortunately there are people that have ended up like Stacy and Sarah, and we don't want that. So yeah, please get the help if you need it. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for listening. <laughs>